Awesome. Well, good morning again, everyone. We're so glad you're with us today. We doing good? Happy Mother's Day. Um, it's been mentioned a couple of times, and so dads, if it is just occurring to you now that it's Mother's Day today, may God have mercy on your soul. But also, you have my permission to, you know, maybe when we pray or something, you can sneak out or you can pretend to be looking at your scriptures on the phone, but trying to, trying to make a, a lunch reservation or something. Um, it is great to have you here. We want to honor the moms today. And uh, Mother's, Day is, Mother's Day is tricky for a couple of reasons. First of all, for most families, when it's a special day and you need someone to make some decorations and plan a meal and get some gifts and make sure everyone feels loved and cared for, it's the moms who take the lead on that. And all of a sudden, Mother's Day shows up and the rest of the family's looking around and like, who, who, what do we do? Who do who, what are we going to do? Mother's Day really exposes the organizational holes in every family. Like, wait... There's a gap on this one day a year. Um, and some, some moms, uh, maybe you fall into this category where you have a list of things. You're like, okay, it's my day. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do this for breakfast. We're going to do this. I recognize some of you are in the room right now because you had no choice. Because mom said, we're going to church today. And you showed up to church because it was on your mom's list. And then it was like, well, then we're going to do this. And then I'm going to have a nap. And then we're going to eat this and these. So I understand that. But other times, there's some ladies that fall into the category of, I don't care what we do. I do not want to make a single decision about what we eat, where we eat, or what we do. Right? Just don't ask me, what do you want to do for Mother's Day? So it can be a hard thing to navigate. Now, here's the tricky part. Here's what, you know. Not that it's so hard being a dad, but here's what, let's make it all about the dads today. He, um, sometimes, and I've experienced this, is that the moms will say, well, I don't care what we do. You just decide, I don't care what we do. Okay, well, that's a little unnerving because we know that every decision we make will be critiqued vigorously. <laughs> Why did you pick this restaurant? You said, I, so. Yeah, but most, mostly today, I know Christy will do, you know, she'll do her favorite thing. She'll probably have a nap today. And then tonight... What'll happen is I'll be maybe predictably watching a hockey game on television and she'll come snuggle up next to me on the couch and lean in and then pull out her phone and open TikTok, <laughs> crank the volume way up and just laugh herself silly with TikTok videos right by my face. And I will continue to watch the hockey game seething in rage. And that's how we will end our, <laughs> that's how we will end our Mother's Day today, so. Um, I also recognize Mother's Day is complicated because um, this can be a hard day for a lot of people. There are, there are women we know in our church family that Mother's Day is a really, really difficult day. And it actually speaks to um, the power and the value of motherhood because when something isn't right, you feel it. The whole family feels it. So if you're here today and you have experienced loss or hurt in regards to Mother's Day, we recognize that there are ladies who wish they could be moms or there has been someone there is they've lost someone or there is a relationship that is broken or strained and mother's day kind of highlights the the thing that you wish was there that's not there we are praying for you and we honor you as well today we're so thankful that you are with us um but today we are going to highlight the moms that are here give a mother's day blessing for you and i wanted to, to take a few moments and just share a message and we're calling this Three Prayers for Mom, or the Three Prayers of Mom. And so I'm going to read a scripture. Now, these are some prayers in scripture that were not necessarily written by women or moms. 
And the first one especially, you're going to read that and be like, what in the world does this have to do with moms? But maybe you'll understand a little bit as we get into it. So we're going to talk about some prayers in scripture that I really feel apply to moms today. Okay, we good? We're good so far? Awesome. Okay, the first one, and maybe you can relate to this. Let's throw this up there. Oh, Lord, you have deceived me, and I was deceived. And you're thinking, man, this is a downer for Mother's Day, right? <laughs> you have deceived me, and I was deceived. This is Jeremiah. This is the prophet Jeremiah. And this is the prayer of the discouraged. So we're starting with that today, recognizing there are times in parenthood, specifically motherhood, where you might think, what I thought was going to happen, the way I thought this was going to work out, God, I trusted you that this was going to work out, and I had all my plans in place, and it has not happened. And you might be here thinking, I had all these dreams and all these hopes, and this has not panned out the way I thought it would, would or the way I thought it should. I have been deceived this is not what I signed up for. But the prophet Jeremiah is praying this as he is in the middle of his ministry, and God has called him to speak truth to the nation of Israel in, a, in an era where Israel was rebelling and rebellious, and God was warning them. And God called Jeremiah to continue to warn the people of Israel. Actually, when God calls Jeremiah, he sets it out for him. You have a word that I'm going to give you that you have to give to the Israelite people, and he tells them right away, they're not going to like it all the time. Right, And so Jeremiah has been facing this opposition and everything he hoped with his ministry, with God, with speaking on behalf of God, he has this moment in Jeremiah 20 where he is discouraged and he even starts out by saying, God, you've deceived me. That's a, that's a hurt individual right there. God, you have lied to me. You have said you would be with me. You have said you would be strengthening me as I do what I've called, as you've called me to do. But he feels as though God has not come through on the end of the bargain. What I had in mind for this has not panned out. And specifically, the conflict that Jeremiah is facing right now is there's another priest in the temple named Pashur. And actually, it's a lot of the religious leaders that are opposing Jeremiah. It, earlier on in the, in the chapter, chapter 20, this priest in the temple, Pashur, he is mocking and rejecting Jeremiah's words. The, the, the priest in the temple, mocking the prophet of God, and even having Jeremiah beaten and imprisoned. And this is what Jeremiah is facing. And through this prayer, if you read on, you see that Jeremiah is expressing all the range of human emotion. He's like, maybe moms, you can relate to this when one of your kids or your husband is having a temper tantrum or like an emotional breakdown. And it's like, I'm happy. Now I'm sad. And oh, this is the worst. And now this is the best. And it just keeps going. And you're like, wow, that's a lot of emotions in five minutes. This seems what Jeremiah is going through right now. If you read on in Jeremiah chapter 20, he he acknowledges, I know I'm called to do this. I know God has called me, and I know I'm right where God has me. And, and if I were to do something else, this message that God has in my heart would like burn a hole in my heart because I just know that I'm supposed to do this. And he sings, he sings these moments where he's like, praise the Lord because I know you're with me. I know you're going to deliver me. You have been faithful. You will be faithful again. And then he follows it up with, Cursed be the day that I was born because this is the worst possible thing. I mean, this is the highs and the lows that Jeremiah is experiencing in the moment. So he is expressing his frustration at God, saying, God, you haven't come through, and this has not turned out the way I thought it would. There is something here that didn't turn out the way I thought it would. So moms, you do not need to raise your hand, but have you ever related to that feeling? How I thought this was going to go. How I thought it was going to go with these kids. How I thought it was going to go with these teenagers, right? Amen to that one. It is not going the way it was 
planned or the hopes that I had, the dreams that I had. And you think, God, where are you? Have you ever been discouraged like that? This is Jeremiah's cry in the moment. You might be thinking today, something's missing or this, this, uh, there's something in this relationship with my kids or my mother or in this family that is just causing heartache today. So what's the point in all this? Why am I, you know, depressing all of us on Mother's Day today? There are discouraging days, right? Every, we can, whether it's parenthood, whether it's just the life of faith, whether it's in marriage, relationships, whatever it is, there are discouraging days. There are difficult seasons in motherhood, in faith, in life. And why I'm highlighting this today is I'm so glad, personally, I'm so glad that moments like this are in Scripture, right? When we read the prophet Jeremiah, the great prophet of the Old Testament, he's having a minute, right? He's having a moment where he's like, this is not right. He is discouraged. And I'm so glad that it's in Scripture. And it's not just Jeremiah. There's Psalms from David that are like, God, you have abandoned me. How long will it be till I see your favor again? Throughout scripture, John the Baptist, are you even the Messiah? Because this is not going the way it's supposed to go. I am so glad that there are moments like that in scripture because it communicates to us when we're feeling like that, it's okay to feel like that. It is normal to have those moments where you are discouraged and filled with doubt. It is normal to have those moments where you are even questioning God or even accusing God like Jeremiah did. God, you have not come through the way you are supposed to come through. It is okay to feel like that. So we're starting out this first prayer, the prayers of moms today, with this. I want to encourage you with this. God can handle your questions and your doubts and your fears and your discouragement and your anger. God can handle it. Be open and honest with God. If you are walking through a season right now that is difficult, go to God and be real honest. You don't have to, you don't have to clean things up before you can talk to God. He wants you in your honesty, in your realness, in your openness, right? This is, this is why these verses are in Scripture. So we recognize God is wanting us to come to him when we have those doubts and discouragement. And not only can God handle it, I want you to be encouraged today. This church family that you are a part of, we can handle it too. We can handle it too. If you're feeling that there's this weird notion that we have in this in this world that in order to go to church i got to kind of clean myself up and make things look good and pretend everything's happy and just come in and someone at the door says how are you doing today well i'm blessed you know blessed brother you know, i think that's what we're supposed to say right blessed is that what we're supposed to say and inside you're having a jeremiah moment of this is the worst this is the last place i want to be you know what you should probably do this let's put our let's put our ushers and greeters to the test and just be super real next time how you doing today this is the worst and this is the last place I want to be. Great. Let's go upstairs. All that to say, we don't need you to clean up things to show up here. We want you to be open and honest. I know the tendency when you're on the way to church and maybe once or twice in the history of our family, Christy and I have done this, where there's some disagreements on the way to church. And you know, like Google is saying, in five minutes, we're going to be there in five minutes. We better clean this thing up before we show up to church because we can't let anybody know that we've been fighting. You can be real and open and honest. This is not a thing where we got to be glossy, perfect people because hot tip, none of us really are, right? So I want you to be encouraged to be real, to be open, to be honest. Um, Tuesday mornings, we have our moms group here. And 
uh, the moms groups always have donuts from across the street. And so I always feel like it's a good day to show up to work downstairs, just get some work done, because there's donuts. And, uh, and one of my favorite things about the moms group is seeing everybody show up, because there is a wide spectrum of, we'll just say, how the morning has gone thus far. Just by the way they walk in. So some moms will come in and the kids are wearing like dresses and everyone's hair is done and it's just like the, the, the birds are sitting on their shoulders and it's a Cinderella like magical moment and wow, they are really on top of things. And then a mom is going to come in and it's just like this frantic like hair and just <laughs> yoga pants and kids, missing kids and screaming and you're going to get in here and it's just... What I love about that is, and it's not consistent because week to week it all varies on who it is that's a total hot mess walking in here. But I, what I love about it is this, is that they come in and it could be a total disaster in the morning, but there's a group of ladies that are like, we're glad you're here. Let's go. This is real. This is real life. We don't need everybody to be all dolled up and kids perfect on the way to mom's group. This is a real life church. So be real with your God and you can be real with this family. That's the whole point of that first prayer, that prayer of discouragement. When you are having a discouraging season, be open, find a group of people, find people to pray with you. And what the miracle is about this body of Christ is that it's all people who love you and who love God and who are going to just not allow you to kind of just wallow in the misery, but they're going to get down with you and say, yeah, let's help you. Let's, let's pray. Let's move forward. How can we help with this and this? There is going to be a support system. So that is the miracle of the body of Christ. So moms, in your discouragement, be open and honest with God. You can be open and honest with this church family. We've got you. Second one, second prayer of motherhood is Psalm 121. We can throw that one up there. I lift my eyes to the hills from where does my help come? Ever had a moment where you're like, where is my help coming from? This is the prayer of the worried. There are a lot of days in parenthood and motherhood where you're worried about your kids. They're going through something. They're battling something, something in your family where there's times where me as the dad, I'm laying awake at night worrying about one of my kids. We had a season, and I've told this story a couple of times, but uh, when our son Charlie, who's, a, who's in his third year of college now, he was born, and he was born 12 weeks premature. So this was in 2001. And in that year, 2001, um, 28-week pregnancy was kind of right on the border of this could go really well or this could have some pretty serious consequences. No, I mean, serious in that he might not make it or serious in that there might be some really lifelong health complications that are severe. So we were not expecting this, and I remember that drive to the hospital, to Abbott Northwest Hospital in Minneapolis. Christy was in an ambulance being rushed there because she had gone into labor, and I was following behind, and I remember having a pretty clear prayer moment with God. God, I need you. We need you. We need you. And I felt God speak really clearly to me in that moment. He just said, do you trust me? Do you trust me? And it wasn't just in that moment. And I felt in that moment it was very much, do you trust me with this situation? But that really, for me, started a whole series of times where in parenting, I was reminded of God's question that day. Do you trust me with your kids? Do you trust me with your kids? A few days later, after Charlie was born, the doctor came to us and said he's having a really hard time breathing. His lung tissue because he's so young, his lung tissue not being developed, it's all clumping together and he's not able to get any air in. And so they had him on every breathing machine imaginable and nothing was working. And I remember very clearly the doctor saying to Christy and I that there's nothing more we can do and he's not going to make it more than another day if something doesn't turn around. 
we had people come and pray, and God did a miracle and healed our son the next day. But I believe in that moment, it was another time of God saying, do you trust me? Do you trust me? Do you trust that I know what I'm doing with your kids? That's a difficult thing at times, isn't it? Sure, we can trust God when everything's going great. But in that moment where you're like, I don't know how this is going to work out. God, do you know what you're doing? I lift my eyes. Where is my help coming from? And Charlie came through just fine, and he's doing great today. A few years ago, our, our oldest, Lucy, was going through a really difficult battle with depression where it just felt like it was tearing her apart. Another opportunity for Christy and I to look to God and, and answer the question, do you trust me? Do we trust God with our kids? A few years ago, our Betty, our third, was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. And again, she's managing it like a champ. She's handling it. But for parents, that's like a gut punch, right? When your kid's going through something and you're like, they're going to have to deal with this for their whole life. And it's just... That's a hard thing. Another moment where we can acknowledge, God, I trust you in this. I trust you in this. Our kids were here last night in service, and Dottie is our youngest. And afterwards, she said, Dad, you didn't have to say anything about me. I'm doing great. And I'm like, yes. Let's keep that going, Dot, shall we? But then I was reminded that just a few nights ago, a boy called her up and wanted to hang out with her. And I thought, God, I trust you. I don't, I don't trust these boys, but I trust you. So moms, and I guess all parents, do you trust God today with your life, with your kids? There's moments where you are discouraged, where you're looking at even moments today where we have single parents up here dedicating their children to the Lord, and we trust that God's going to stand in the gap for these families. We trust that God is going to stand in the gap for you where you're facing financial things or, or health things or loss of loved ones where we recognize I look to the hills where does my help come from my help comes from the Lord do you trust that God is watching over your kids do you trust that God loves your kids do you trust that God loves your kids more than you love your kids that he is more than capable to look out for them and then if you look on in Psalm 121 look at what the rest of it says after the psalmist says, I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? And then it goes on. And I've prayed these words over my kids. And there are times where, um, you know, I've got this passage of scripture pretty much memorized. There's times where I'm laying awake in the middle of the night worrying about something with my family. And I will start reciting this psalm, one of my favorite psalms. And I will personalize it, putting in the name of one of my kids. I'll put in Lucy when she was struggling with depression. And I'll go through this. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. I'll say he will not let Lucy's foot be moved. You can put a name in there. But he who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is their keeper. The Lord is your children's keeper. He is the shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. He will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forever more. We pray that over our kids because we look to the hills. Where does our help come from? Our help comes from the Lord. Amen? He will watch over your life. Moms, you can let go of the worry that you have for your kids today. God is at work. He is raising up strong kids. You can demonstrate faith. You can love them. You can do all the things. But ultimately, we trust that God is moving and raising up the next generation that he is speaking to them, that he is teaching them to hear his voice. So when your kids leave the house in the morning, you can confidently say, I know God is with them. He will watch their steps. When your kids lay awake at night, God is with them, speaking to them, close to them. 
when you lay awake at night with stress and fear and exhaustion and worry about all the possible outcomes, you claim that verse, the sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night, meaning that even in the darkest night, we know that God is still working, God is still moving, God is still providing. Little side note here. That prayer, where does my help come from? I look to the hills, where does my help come from? That's the prayer of the worried, but that can also be the prayer of the exhausted, right? Moms, there are days where it's more like I look unto this kitchen and I see the piles of dishes from where does my help come, right? That's more of it, like who is here to help me? Dads, I'm going to speak into this for a minute because what will happen today is for Mother's Day, you're thinking, okay, for one full day, like we deserve a trophy for this, right? We're going to get the kids ready and we're going to make the food and we're going to clean the dishes and about six hours in, we dads are going to be like, whoa, man, I'm exhausted. And we'll, we'll foolishly maybe say, wow, this is, a, we'll say to our, our wives, wow, this is a lot of work to take care of this house. And the moms will say, yeah, huh? Yep. And so we do, we need to step up, dads. I want to encourage you with this. There are times where it just needs to be around the house a little bit of help, a little bit of stepping up, carrying the weight of the home, no poking anybody, no elbowing. <laughs> <laughs> um, dads you can be the answer or maybe even kids too you can be the answer to many prayers that are being prayed if you would just engage a little bit in the home in helping in all the practical things but also in affection in communication in investing in the home right dads we can step up in this and be an answer to a lot of prayers that are being prayed and all the ladies including Christy Kerr said amen amen, amen. Here's the third one, and this is what I want to wrap up with in just a couple of minutes. The third prayer is found in Luke chapter, chapter 1, verse 46. This is the one that is prayed by a mother, and we can throw that up there. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. This would be the most famous prayer of motherhood ever prayed. This is Mary when she finds out she's going to give birth to the Savior of the world. She recognizes, I am blessed. Future generations will call me blessed. There is a blessing in motherhood. And so that's what I want to wrap up with today. Moms, you are blessed today, and we want to bless you. We want to honor you. But there's a blessing in motherhood. It is work it is stress, it is anxiety, but there is blessing there because it is something that you are laying the foundation that generations will look to you and call you blessed. Look to you and recognize the work that you have done, the investment that you have made. Um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, the NFL draft was there, and I don't, I'm not a huge football draft guy, but Christy and I will watch some highlights about something or inevitably we'll see some clips. And our favorite thing is these big burly linebackers that get drafted into the NFL. What's the favorite part is the moms that are there, right? The moms are just sobbing and these big burly linebackers, they're sobbing and they're hugging their moms because it's that moment of like, mom, you drove me to football practices for years and years and years and now it has paid off and they recognize the sacrifice and the investment. They look at their moms and bless them in that moment, whether they know it's a spiritual blessing or not. And my favorite is when some of these guys, when they're interviewed, this year one, one big linebacker guy said, I told my mom to put in her two weeks notice. She doesn't gotta work anymore. And I just thought, that's a great, that's a great moment. Or like these guys, like I'm gonna buy my mom a house. They recognize who was there for them the whole way through. That is the blessing of motherhood. 
the younger generation, whether or not they're calling you blessed right now in the teenage years, they will come out of it. We pray it and believe it in Jesus' name that they will come out of it, that they will look at you with blessing, that you have raised up a new life. And this is a couple of different ways I was thinking about this week. This is more than just like forming a new life when you were pregnant with them. But let's talk about that for a moment. When Charlie was born premature at 28 weeks, he was in the NICU for six weeks and then another special care nursery for four weeks after that before we were able to bring him home. He was born at two pounds, 10 ounces. And I was amazed in the midst of all the praying that we did. What was amazing to me is in the NICU, the special care nursery, Every day they would come in and they would say like, okay, at this point of a normal pregnancy, the baby would be getting this hormone or this, you know, vitamin or this percentage of oxygen. Like they just, all these things. And now this, what the mom's body would naturally do is this. So we try to replicate that in the hospital. And I was blown away by this huge team of medical professionals trying to do all of these things in such precise amounts at just the right time that naturally just happens during a normal pregnancy. That's a miracle. That's amazing. Ladies, what you can do with your bodies, well, that sounded bad, sorry. In a pregnancy, what happens? We might need to cut the feed on that one. Sorry, mom, she's probably watching right now. You are forming a life, right? You are creating a life that the Psalm 139 verse 13 says this, for you formed my innermost parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. This is, we, we use that verse to talk about the value that God puts on human life, meaning that God formed you when you were still in your mother's womb, that God has value for the unborn, that God has value for every life. But as I was reading that this week, thinking about Mother's Day and motherhood, you are, you are what God is using to form a life. That's amazing. And I thought, man, guys, in comparison, we, we're pretty useless, right? In the grand scheme of things, very useless. Maybe we can get something heavy off the high shelf, but that is about it. That's all we have to offer, right? God is partnering with moms to form a life, knitting together a human life. That is an amazing work that God partners with you and you are blessed. And the way that God does it, all the precise things that took a medical team, you know, day after day trying to do these things that God uses this in such a natural way during a pregnancy, that is just a miracle. But I wanted to say this, if you are a mom that has not given birth to your children, maybe adopted or foster care or whatever it is, moms, you continue to do that. You continue to form life even after they're born. You continue to knit together character in love and in teaching and instruction. You continue to form faith in the next generation. God is continuing to use you in that work that he started when you were pregnant. And he continues to use you in that way. You are forming life. You are forming the next generation. This is a great blessing that we want to pray over the moms because you are partnering with God in raising up new life and forming them, knitting them together, forming character. So moms, be blessed today. We bless you today. Those are the three prayers, the prayer of discouragement, the prayer of worry, and the prayer of the blessed. Be blessed today. You are examples of love, of sacrificial love, of laying down your life for others, of preferring others. This is motherhood. It's 
preferring your family. It is laying down your life for others. You are the, you're the North Star of sacrificial love. And there is nothing that resembles the heart of God more than that. In the book of Philippians, the Apostle Paul speaks often about this, this idea of real love is this, that you lay down your lives for other people. That you consider yourself less to prefer other people, to raise other people up. And the Apostle Paul describes this kind of love as that this is the heart of God. This is the heart of God. There's nothing closer to the heart of God than that kind of love, which is exemplified in the life of a mother. And I love that the Apostle Paul in Philippians, he describes that kind of love as those shining like stars in the midst of the darkness. Moms, that's you today. Shining like stars in a dark world where you are the ones carrying the torch of sacrificial love, preferring one another. So we want to bless you today. So as we close, let's do this. Could we close in prayer and could we stand together? And we're going to close in prayer. And if you are standing next to someone that you know is hurting today or struggling today or you're standing next to a mom today that you know, I want you to, you might just want to put a hand on the shoulder and we're going to pray for the moms today. We're going to pray for the ladies today. Lord, we take a minute and we just pray for all the ladies here today and we recognize some of them are hurting today because of loss or because of a, a, something that they wish was there that is not there, something missing, some conflict. Maybe there are moms here today that are worried about a kid. They're worried about something in their family that one of their children is struggling with something that they're going through and they are just, they're carrying that, that weight of worry and fear today. Lord, I pray that you would speak to them. For those who are discouraged because something hasn't turned out the way they thought it would, maybe the hopes and dreams of motherhood have not turned out. Maybe there was hopes and dreams that now something is gone, they've lost a loved one. Whatever it is, I pray that the, the words of scripture that you are close to the brokenhearted would ring so true in their life today. Amen. That you would speak to every weary soul, that those who are just in the thick of it, raising a family and just in the in the throes of exhaustion and weariness, Lord, may you strengthen them today. Encourage them saying, this is the hard work of raising up a generation, but it is worth it that you are calling them blessed today because of all the ways that they are laying their lives down for other people. May you speak to their hearts today, encouraging them that they are shining like stars in this dark world that is all about self and self selfishness and worrying about what's, what's only for me. Lord, you are using the moms to be an example of laying down lives for other people. And Lord, I pray that you would bless all the moms here today, recognizing that you are, doing, you are working in them to form a new generation of Christ followers. What a blessing, Lord. So we bless them, we honor them, we pray that your face would shine about them today, that you would give them peace, that you would meet their needs today, that you would speak life and joy into their hearts today. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen, amen. Happy Mother's Day to you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Dad, get those reservations real fast. We'll see you soon. <laughs>